Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax, because this is The Leo Effect. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat, cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to The Leo Effects. Today I'm joined by a very special guest. Uh, she just got home from work so she might be a little tired <laughs> from all this. But I have a feeling this is going to be good. From, from the little pre-record that we were talking, she sounds like a super awesome person. And we're going to have fun, and I would like to introduce to you Madeline Doro. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Very, very well. How are you this fine evening? I am doing well, thank you. <laughs> All the way across the U.S. in California. <laughs> yep, that's, uh, I, I was going to say sunny California, but actually it was kind of overcast today, so I can't even say that. Ugh. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> it got rain, like though. that. <laughs> I know, me neither. I feel like I kind of want my money back. Why did I move out here? <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Uh, so, you know, keeping with the norm, um, the first question that I always ask everybody, and I'm not going to change things up, is what you feel you might be most known for? That is a good question. Um, I don't actually know. I mean, I'm I'm pretty active in like the online indie voiceover community. So if anything, I feel like I'm known for just like hanging around there. But I don't know <laughs> if I'm really known for any specific projects. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe most recently uh, there was a short film I was in called The Acorn Princess that I was really excited about because it was a really sweet film really good animation and uh it got a lot of views recently which i was really excited about so maybe that but besides that i don't actually know <laughs> okay that's fair that's fair <laughs> so the reason that i i kind of brought you to the show and reached out to you was because of the voice actressing part it was what caught my attention and drew me to you but then i found out that you're also a casting assistant and that's pretty yeah. cool too so i'd like to talk about that as well um so I guess the first question that I want to ask to kind of start delving into who you are would be focusing more on just your generalized past. Like what what brought you into this world? Yeah, that that's another good question. Um, so I guess for context, I grew up in a really rural area in Oregon, um, like I think the statistic is that we have literally more cows than people uh, per square mile. So if that gives you any idea. Um, so I really wanted to get into acting, but there weren't really many opportunities because 
our, we didn't really have much of a community theater scene and we did have a drama club in high school, but it was very small. So voice acting from my home was one of the only ways I could pursue that. And that's kind of how I got into voice acting and everything. And then after college, I knew that I wanted to pursue entertainment in some form or other. And so uh, last Gosh, uh, I want to say September. No, October. Last October, I moved out here and I found roommates and I found a job working at Mark Grau Recording Studios. And my official title is receptionist, but I do assist with a lot of the casting and scheduling stuff. So I'm also a casting assistant and okay. I get that credit on IMDb stuff now. So that's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. And so what all, what does that entail? Yeah. Um. So... It kind of depends on the project. So a lot of the time, the way it works is a client will come to us and say, hey, we have a project that we're trying to run and we need these roles cast. And we'll be like, great. So they give us the materials, whether that's like the film they want cast or the sides for the video game characters they want cast. And then it's up to us to go through our, you know, our list of people and agencies that we know and either like run a casting call or reach out to people who we think we would be, would be a good fit. And based on that, we'll take auditions and submissions. And then from there, we'll work through and decide uh, who would be a good fit. Or sometimes we'll just send the list back to the client and let them choose from like a short list of auditions. So um, there's a lot of variables in there. It can depend just based on again, like what kind of project it is, what the client's looking for. Um, but if anything, we're kind of like the liaison between the client and the talent. And our job is just to help them help the client either figure out what they want or help the actor find the character that they're a good fit for. I see. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. So you all have to sit there and listen to all the demo reels and go through the resumes and all that, or is that a different department? No, I mean, we do that too. Um, definitely we have, you know, a submission form on our website. So uh, we get submissions just whenever. Um, sometimes, you know, some days are busier than others. So sometimes it might take us a little time to actually get to it. But uh, definitely we are the ones who sit down and listen to the submissions and we'll get in touch with people if we want to add them to the roster. Okay, that's fair. And have yeah. you ever gotten one of those situations where you're listening to it and it's just an instant, like a minute into it, you're like, nope. You know, maybe a couple times, but honestly, I wouldn't want someone to feel discouraged hearing that, though, either. Like, if they're like, oh, no, what if my demo's bad? And, you know, then I, they'll never want to hire me again. Like, if, if a demo's not good, we'll just be like, all right, whatever. And then we just, you know, we're not going to, like, blacklist them forever. <laughs> well, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it just it just means not not for now, you know, not never, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, We've also definitely gotten some of the folks who will call and be like hey you know so uh, people tell me i have a nice to this voice acting thing and it can be a little bit hard to explain to them that uh well we're here you know for casting and recording services but we can't teach you how to be a voice actor ourselves like that's something you're gonna have to try and figure out on your own a little bit you know so right. we do get some of those calls as well <laughs> <laughs> okay and i guess conversely to that you've you've heard some before that you just you listen to it and you go oh yes that's it right there you know for me, it's been a little hard because I'm still a little, I'm still pretty new to this world. So to oh, me, okay. there's a lot of demos that I think sound pretty good. And then maybe my boss will think, eh, they're not quite there yet. And I'll be like, oh, okay, she knows stuff. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so for me, I, I mean, I think almost all of the demos I've heard have been pretty solid, but I'm sure that as I gain experience, maybe I'll get that more refined ear and be able to tell whether which ones are better or worse. 
Um, that's fair. But certainly there have been a couple that she thought were like, oh, wow, awesome. Let's add them. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, with in a world where, you know, your voice is what drives this whole thing, how important is it to have a resume that backs that up? You know, um, certainly we'll sometimes ask for it, you know, just to ha get an idea of what people have done before. But truly the demo reel is your calling card. You know, that's what people are going to go off of when they've never heard you before. Um, so actually, this is kind of a good tidbit of information for everyone. Really, um, when you have a website, if like you should have a website because that's one of the most easy ways for people to get in touch. Mm -hmm. But when you have a website, the most important things you need are a demo reel that they can click on and your contact information. Like at, at the very least, if you're going to have anything, have those two things. Everything else is just extra. So certainly having a resume is helpful you know, for helping us figure out what you've done previously, but it's not necessary if you still have a demo reel or other good samples so we can get an idea of what you can do. Right on. All right. Yeah. That's good. That is a good tidbit of information. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and kind of one of my last-ish questions about this facet of your career um, would be, have you ever said, okay, this person, we're going to put you in touch and see how this all works out, and then they just didn't work out? Have you ever had a situation like that? Like where we cast someone and they weren't right for the role or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, not in my experience, but I've also only been working here for a few months, so I'm sure okay. maybe <laughs> if I'm here for a while, maybe I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's definitely happened. But honestly, um, no, I haven't encountered that yet. Everyone's pretty solid. There's... I mean, it's it's the L.A., greater L.A. area, right? There's a lot of great talent out here. So um, thankfully, everyone I've encountered has been very good at their jobs. <laughs> yeah, that always makes things easier, right? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And, you know, kind of changing and shifting gears a little bit here, uh, you said you, you were from a very rural area. You moved out to L.A. You're, you're heading out to do this voice acting thing. <laughs> Did you have a lot of support or did people think you were just a nut job? Uh, can I say both? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yeah, uh, definitely my my parents at least probably would have preferred I picked something more stable, but uh, they were also wonderful and supported me once I made my decision. Like, like, can I just say I have had so much support every single step of the way, like not just my parents even, but like and my parents are awesome. My roommates are wonderful. All the people I've met here have been just so kind and generous with their time or like offering to help me or like uh, before I brought my car out here, they'd, they'd offer to give me a ride and things like that. Like truly, I've had so much support. It's like kind of crazy. And I, I, I can't really imagine how other folks have done it because I don't know what I would have done without everyone being so kind. So uh, definitely I've had a wonderful support system through my friends and family and they supported me big time. So I don't think I would have been able to stay out here if not for them. Gotcha. <laughs> That's awesome. It's great to have a support yeah. system like that. Oh, totally. And I was reading in your uh, bio or about info, if you will, uh, that you attended Harvard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, is this like Harvard, Oregon, or are we talking no, Harvard, Harvard, the Harvard? The Harvard, <laughs> the Harvard University. Yes, um, that one. <laughs> um, yeah, so that happened. What that what you what you go to Harvard for? Uh, I studied English and I did a minor in film. 
Uh, although at, at Harvard, of course, it's it's not just called film; it's called visual and environmental studies because you got to have fancy terms for things, of course. Oh yeah, absolutely, pinky up. That's a given. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Harvard was an interesting experience because um, when I applied, it was very much just sort of a, a crapshoot kind of thing. I was like, well, I'm just I'm making my college applications. I'm gonna gonna dream big and I just kind of submitted it and didn't expect anything to happen and then it did happen and it was like oh okay that all right guess I'm going to Harvard now gonna be Elle Woods except I never studied law um <laughs> and <laughs> and um it was it was a pretty awesome experience because for me that was my first time being away from home for so long living in a city like that um being exposed to people from all kinds of different places and ideas and I experienced so much growth during those years. So, um, yeah, Harvard was great, and it happened, and now it's kind of weird to think that it's over, even though I graduated last May, so it'll be a year here in the next couple of months. But That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you. That's that's great. Thank you. Um, yeah. Do you figure, <laughs> did does uh, a lot of what you learned there translate into your career now? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I know maybe people don't think, an English degree is something that is like required to go into certain careers. And, and to be fair, that's true. I'd say it's probably a degree that can be helpful in multiple areas, not anything super specialized, but certainly in my case, um, I think English and, you know, with my film minor were a great combination because, you know, I want to work in entertainment and at least in casting, we have to draft up a ton of emails and you have to pick your words carefully so that things aren't miscommunicated and so that people will understand what you mean the first time through. And, um, and then of course, on the acting side of things, it helps me understand, you know, it helps me like analyze the script a little bit better because, you know, I did a lot of literature analysis. And so when I'm reading a script, um, having that English background has really helped me figure out how to break it down better, if that makes sense. And, really try and find what the character's motivations are and things like that. So I thought it was, you know, I feel like it was a fantastic choice for me personally anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you had talked a little bit earlier about the acorn princess. Um, is that something that you would like to share a little more detail on or? Yeah, sure thing. Like I'm always um... happy to talk about cute animation stuff. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd be happy to elaborate. Um, so that was a short film made by some students at Sheridan College, which is a school in Canada, and it's really well known for its animation program. Um, and this was, you know, it, like, it was like many of the other indie projects that you see. It was just something I had auditioned for, and I was particularly excited about it because, um, one, it looked super cute, and one, it's like a gay romance story, and I think that's really sweet and important. And um, so I actually recorded for it... It must have been early last year. And then they finished it because it was like their their big group film. Um, but it wasn't actually released until this year because they kind of wanted to run the festival circuit. And uh, they didn't want to like have it released online before it had gone to the different film festivals and things like that. Um, so it was only released a couple weeks ago now. And so even though I've kind of had it in my head for a while and, you know, I recorded a while back and I knew the story and everything... I'm only really getting to see people's reactions to it now. And it makes me so happy because there's a lot of people who are like, ah, oh, this is so cute. And they're even drawing fan art and stuff. And it just, I'm very excited about it. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like super stoked about it. And it's just, it just makes me happy to look at like every single time I check the comments or something like that. <laughs> that is fantastic. That's so good to hear. Like you sound, you sound genuinely enthusiastic about what you do. 
Oh, I, I definitely am. Like, don't even get me started. I could go on for hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe we'll just have to have you back a few more times and we'll get it all out. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I got to get it all out of my system. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of going along these lines, uh, you know, you did the Acorn Princess, but you've also done some video games. Oh, yeah, definitely. So of of animation or video games, would you say that there's a, a stark contrast between them, or would you say they're about the same when voicing characters? Ooh, that's a good question. Like, I guess, I guess like, this is my non-answer. It kind of depends on the project, right? Because it's like, you know, in a lot of video games, often you'll have like partial voice acting, where maybe you're just voicing uh, sounds or efforts or little like one or two word or sentence bits uh, that sort of just embellish the text but aren't fully voiced lines. Versus in animation, you almost always are going to have some actual dialogue or um, you know efforts and things like that to go along with the character. But I guess I don't find them too different. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like. In my head right now, I'm just trying to do like a big compare and contrast and see what I come up with. Um, definitely Put you on I've, the spot. I've done... Yeah, <laughs> no worries. Um, definitely, I've, I've done a lot more video game stuff just because um, I find th there just aren't as many indie animation projects that are casting out there, at least in, not in my experience. Um, so I have the most experience with video games, and that's probably what I'd be able to talk to about the most, but... Okay. Animation's my passion, and that's that's kind of why I wanted to also do my film minor in college because I was like, oh man, animation is where it's at. So I'd love to do more of it. Oh, all right. So that's that's your goal is to get there then. Definitely. I mean, I love video games, and I will always want to do video game stuff as well. But uh, man, I, I like I said, I could just go on for hours about animation. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can talk some more about video games if that's more your uh, niche area right now. And, sure thing. you know, I, I actually, of all the voice actors I've spoken to, we never really talked a whole lot about the video game aspect of it. Um, so when you were first getting into the video game thing, how'd you, how'd you even find a listing for that? You know, I'm, that is a great, I'm so glad you asked that question. Cause I actually have a kind of neat thing to talk about with that, which is that I actually didn't, I didn't find my first video game listing. Um, my good friend, Anaris Quinones, I think I said her name right. She's a really great person. She's also a voice actor, so maybe you'll want to speak to her. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, she she actually recommended me for my first video game role, and I can't, I can't thank her enough for that, because, um, gosh, this must have been in like 2015, because prior to that, I knew her because we had done like a little, like The Last of Us based comic dub kind of thing. I voiced Ellie and she was Riley and it was great. Um, That's cool. And that was cool because I loved The Last of Us and Ellie is like one of my favorite characters ever. So it's kind of fun that that's how we met. Um, and at some point she was in a project and uh, I guess the, the dev needed another voice and she recommended me. And so he reached out to me and I did some voice work for them. That being a ghost song, which it hasn't come out yet. It's still in development. Um, but that was my first ever video game role and the first time I ever got like paid to do voice acting and that was kind of what got me back into it because up until that point I had just been thinking well I like voice acting but I don't think I'll ever be able to do much with it so I guess it'll just stay a hobby and then that made me think wait maybe I could actually make this into some kind of career so um so that, I got into video games to the power of friendship I guess is what I'm getting at here because <laughs> I didn't find it on my own <laughs> um but since then, I've just been using like Twitter and uh, the Voice Acting Club Discord server, which I can't recommend enough. 
um, and you know other just little casting sites and stuff. Cool. I I honestly had no idea that things like that existed. Oh my gosh, yeah. Let me. I can I can give you the rundown on my basic sources if you want. Um, so Twitter is the big one for me because uh, you can often search different hashtags or keywords to find either like game devs who might be seeking voices for their projects, or you know, in the case of like kind of like with the Acorn Princess, for example, maybe like students who are doing animated films and they need voices and things like that. Uh, there's Casting Call Club, which is a site specifically for finding voices for characters. And so uh, there's lots of casting calls listed on there. Um, there's Voice Acting Club, which I previously mentioned. Um, they have a forum site where a lot of things are posted, but I'm much more active in the Discord server, which also posts all the casting calls there. Um, and it is an excellent resource for just, um, you know, finding other actors, learning from other people, uh, getting tips and tricks from uh, seasoned pros who, and, like, industry veterans who are in the server. Um, I think those are my main sources. And then otherwise, sometimes there's, like, word of mouth or, like, there might be, you know, you might get recommended onto, like, a private casting list or something like that. But for me, um, even though I work in casting now, um, as far as my voice acting goes, I'm still very much, like, in the indie scene of things. So yeah, uh, that that's where I draw from anyway. Cool. Well, there you go. I like it. That's a, that, that was like, oh, I got some info for you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, it's it's great. Like, and I wouldn't have found any of this stuff if it wasn't for people who are willing to share and, you know, explain where they find their stuff. So, like, you know, go go ham. Go forth and find all the casting calls. They're out there. They're waiting for you. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, I, I don't mean to steal away from the time of your interview, but I do have to say really quickly that... The voice acting community, since I've started doing these interviews, has been the most tight-knit and just helpful community I've ever seen. 1,000%, yes. <laughs> Strong <awesome>. agree. <laughs> well, 10 and of 10. The cool thing about it was that like, it was, it's the same both online and offline, at least as far as I've found, because um, my roommate is actually someone who I found through the online voice acting community, um, but she does it she does voice acting full time now. And, um, it was just really cool to meet her and then like actually be able to room with her and live with her because I knew her already. And then the same has gone for several of the other people I've met out here. It's like, Oh, I first knew you through Twitter and now I know you in person. This is kind of cool. So, um, I don't know, just everyone's just been so, so kind since I got here. And I can't, I, I probably keep just saying that, but that's cause it's true. And so you're 100% right. They're like, the voice acting community is honestly the best. That's that's phenomenal. I can't even believe it. <laughs> honestly, I can't either. Like, uh, hope I don't. I hope I'm not gonna like wake up and be like, "Whoop, you're moving to LA was all a dream." That would kind of suck. So, <laughs> yeah, just a little. <laughs> just, just, just a tiny bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would be that would be good. But speaking of, you know, uh, um, having it be a dream or or something to that <laughs> effect. When do you play the video games that you voice? I try to. Um, my laptop is kind of old and janky, so sometimes I can't. Um, oh, but I, I give it my best shot. Um, I definitely... Uh, there's this game called Unavowed by Wadget Eye Games. Uh -huh. um, and that's... I, I just got to do some like really tiny additional voices. Like I only did a handful of lines. But um, I've been a big fan of his stuff uh, since... He, uh, so he made a series called the Blackwell series. And they're some of my favorite video games ever. They're this like great 
point and click kind of supernatural mystery games. Um, and those actually run on my computer. <laughs> so uh, that's a big reason I'm into them probably. So um, when Unavowed came out or when it was coming out, I was really excited to be part of that um, because I was already a fan of his work. And this is like a game that took place in the same universe. Um, and so I definitely played that when it came out and like tried to find my lines and like freaked out a little bit when I heard myself is like, Look, mom, in a video game. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's that's where I was going. Is it like when you're playing these games and you hear a character that you voiced? Is it like surreal and dreamlike, or is it just like, oh, I sound bad. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Definitely the latter. Because, um, <laughs> like, on one hand, it's like really cool, but then, like, as soon as I hear it, I'm like, oh man, I could have done better. You know. But, yeah. Um, we're all our own worst critics, right? So True. that's probably just the inner perfectionist talking. But definitely for that second when like you hear it and you're like, man, that's cool. I'm in there. Like that's that's just the best feeling. Right, right. Well, as we kind of draw towards the, the end of the show, I have a couple more questions for you that are not really related to your career, but more you in general. Um, Go for it. Okay, so... The first of these questions is, who is your favorite Pokemon? Squirtle. <laughs> I had to think about it for, okay, like, that's my first answer. Uh, my second answer is that I have many favorites, but Squirtle is my boy. Um, first starter ever, of course, back in Leaf Green. He's been consistent. He's my boy. Play him every time. <laughs> you, can't, you can't go wrong when you choose Squirtle. Um, really high up next on the list is Snorlax, and then also Vulpix, and then... I, I could go on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured What's your you favorite could. Pokemon? I figured you could. Um, honestly, I pretty much, the only one I really got into, I selected Torchic as my starter. Yeah. And Torchic's that was great. it. He was the only okay. one I used the entire game. <laughs> really? You just played through with just a Torchic? Yeah, that was it. <gasps> I, I You're didn't... the true Pokemon master if you can do that. <laughs> I did <laughs> I not want decked out team. <laughs> no, I just had a lot of time on my hand. I, I grinded out to the second evolution in the grass right outside of the starter town. So <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of moving along those lines, but a different end of the spectrum, something else that I can kind of relate to you uh with is What's your favorite Dungeons and Dragons character? Oh, like like the favorite character I've played, or yeah. like oh my gosh, oh okay, so uh, okay, I'm, I'm trying to rein it in because I will also go on for hours about D and D. So um, stop me if I <laughs> can't, ramble. Can't um, we all? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, currently, I'm in a campaign actually with um, some of my college friends, and we play over Discord, and it's been amazing because our DM is amazing and has come up with this whole like homebrew world. And there's just it's set in this particular city and there's a lot of like intrigue. And anyway, I'm I'm playing a warlock named Sarisa, and she's from one of the noble families in this city. Um, and her father had actually been the one who made a pact with the demon to get some powers. Um, but one of the conditions of the pact was that like should he fail to fulfill his end of the bargain with this demon, then the pact would be passed on to his descendant. And something happened. I don't know what, because the DM planned this part out. Something happened, and he died mysteriously, and the pact was passed on to Sarisa, and she didn't want it. So her whole goal in the campaign is to try and find a way out of this pact, and that works out great because the whole premise of the campaign is that our characters all have like some kind of goal or wish that they're you know trying to fulfill, and so they come to this city to find this mystical figure who can supposedly grant their wishes for a price kind of thing. And so mm -hmm. um, 
that's her whole like driving goal in the campaign and she's a character i've had for a while even before this and <laughs> it's been so fun and it's i have like a whole spotify playlist for her i could go on so <laughs> that is amazing you, you should really definitely <laughs> you should turn that in into a, a podcast or a web series that would be awesome to keep up with <laughs> oh gosh i mean like part of me wants to because it's like oh man our story is so fun i want to share it with the world but i'm like I'm sure that's what like all D and D podcasters think. Um, and as awesome as I'm, as much fun as I'm having, I'm also like it's kind of been a special thing for me and my friends. So I'm like maybe maybe this is just something I can keep for myself. But I, gotcha. I will gush about it at any given opportunity. So <laughs> <laughs> well, that character sounds amazing. I I would follow that that uh, storyline. That would be cool. Thank you. I'm quite fond of her myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I guess my kind of final draw to a conclusion kind of question for you is um, if you feel so inclined, I'll open the floor up to you and you can share your various social medias where people and the listeners can come and, and follow along. Yeah, sure thing. Um, I mean, I guess the main one for me is just my Twitter. It's got a really boring name. It's just my name. So it's just at Madeline Darrow. Uh, so that's M-A-D-E-L-I-N-E. D-O-R-R-O-H. Um, you'll get lots of great posts between me just retweeting my friends, you know, stuff to support them versus me talking about how much I love my anime husband, Bruno Bucciarati and Jojo. So, you know, <laughs> if you want any of that good, good content, you can follow me there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if, if you don't want to subject yourself to that, though, I totally understand. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching the show because my roommate is in it, and she's amazing, and I'm, like, really, I'm in deep now, so. <laughs> there you go. I hear, you know, so, again, not to take away uh, any time from you, but I just have to not throw this in there. I have actually not watched any form of anime since I was knee-high. Really? That was the last time I ever watched it. But recently, thanks to these interviews and people like you, I have been getting into this stuff. Like I'm binging Black Clover right now, and I'm loving every good? minute. I I'm loving it. It's great. I I tried to get my wife in on it. I said it's like Harry Potter, but cooler. <laughs> I've heard it. I've heard it's really good because on Saturdays our our sort of roommate thing is we'll watch Demon Slayer, and then uh, there's usually a couple slots with like for like Food Wars, and then Black Clover, and then JoJo. So in between the episodes, we'll do other stuff. So I haven't really been keeping up with Black Clover, but it looks really good. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's very good. And Food Wars is another one. Uh, Jay Hickman did an interview with him. Great guy. Oh, cool. Super awesome. So yeah, definitely recommend that one too. Um, I might have to. Yeah. I mean, like I do like food, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might have to. Might have to check that one out then. Yeah, absolutely. So you know. With everything being answered, I guess, for now, until I get you back to talk some more D&D &D and Pokemon, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just want to I'm, say... I'm ready. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thank you so very much for, you know, giving me 30 minutes coming on. I know you've had a long, hard day, and you still took the time out of your schedule. This is, this is what I'm talking about. The voice actor community is so awesome and helpful and willing to share their story. So thank you so much. Well, of course, thank you for, I mean, reaching out to me at all. I mean, like like I was saying, people have been so kind and supportive to me. Like, the best thing I can 
do is try and pay it forward. So I'm happy to share my time. And I really appreciate you reaching out to ask me questions because it makes me feel important. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're definitely important. You're a rising star, kid. And, uh, uh, we'll see about that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but well, thank, thank you so you. much. Yeah. yeah, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Absolutely. Anytime, anytime. And thank you to the listeners who tuned in to check this out. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Lots of laughs, lots of fun. (laughs) And I hope that you tune in next time for the next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures of all ages, what an amazing show. Thank you for lending an ear and joining us. I'm the host, Ray Rumsey, and if you want to hear more interviews, simply head to anywhere podcasts are heard, Facebook or Twitter, and search the leo effects with an a not an e if you'd like to hear me doing silly voices and making a general fool of myself head over to shattered dungeons on youtube facebook and twitter we live stream every tuesday night more projects are in the works for now stay tuned for more interviews to book yourself as a guest you can head to the leoeffects.wixsite.com podcast or send me an email at theleoeffects at gmail.com remember this has been the leo effects and great shows require great listeners just like you Thank you, and we'll see you next time.